Welcome everybody to a brand new episode of Forever Faithful Podcast. I'm Brian Frenio, joined by me or my co-host. We got Christian Dyer in the house, and we got Bashar from Fortnite. Reminded, how you doing, fellas? Good. Great. Ready for the weekend and Christmas. Same. Uh, so before we get into it, I just want to wish everybody in the chat and the faithful a Merry Christmas and then Happy Holidays and a Happy New Year. Be safe. You're traveling, be safe, and enjoy the fam. Uh, let's get right into it, guys. Yep, exactly. Don't, too much. <laughs> don't be the one that gets behind the wheel when you don't need to. Exactly. Um, all right, let's jump right into it, guys. We're previewing Monday Night Football, Christmas Day, Christmas night, we should say. Uh, possibly a preview of the Super Bowl this year. Who knows? Uh, Baltimore Ravens versus the San Francisco 49ers. Um, what's your guys' thoughts on this game? What do you expect from this game? And uh, if the Niners win, does this prove Brock Purdy to be the elite quarterback that we know he is? And take the MVP uh, talk away and basically call him the MVP. Uh, Bash, go first. Yeah, I mean, it's almost like this game is going to decide who's going to be the MVP for the NFL. We have CMC in the mix. A lot of people think he has and is the MVP of the league. Um, Lamar Jackson, the Baltimore Ravens, Brock Purdy stepping up this season. So it's going to be really, really interesting um, for me. I mean, honestly, as a 49er fan, I'm sure I think it'd be awesome if one of ours, one of our guys wanted either CMC or Purdy. Um, but I'm, again, I'm not really one that really, you know, I don't focus on these MVP awards as much as everybody else does kind of like, cause I'm just, I'm, I'm just more worried about the team in general, and I want the team to succeed. And if there is going to be an MVP that I'm going to worry about, it'll be the Super Bowl MVP. That's the one I'm really, really going to care for. But this game may decide, you know, who wins that award. It's going to be interesting. And Brock Purdy, this season, in my opinion, if I, if I was to pick one for the team, i pick Brock Purdy. I don't care what Nick Wright says. Nick Wright says some bullshit that, you know, if Sam Darnold was a starting quarterback, you know, the 49ers would rather have CMC playing running back than Sam Darnold as a quarterback and said, no, no, um, I know C- not to knock CMC or anything like that, but, you know, we do have some capable running backs and we've had capable, capable running backs before. They weren't all pros or anything like that, but they play well. Let's just say that they were system running backs, right? <laughs> I'll take those system running backs any day over um, Sam Darnold trying to be a system quarterback in our system. The whole system quarterback thing is a uh, label is, is BS, in my opinion, when attached to Purdy. He's doing things that, you know, franchise quarterbacks do, that elite quarterbacks do. He's putting up numbers better than almost everybody in the league, and it's a lot of fun to watch. So, it's, But this, with, with that said, we're facing a tough Ravens defense, so it's not going to be easy. All right. Uh, yeah. Also, too, I forgot to mention um, – RG3 was on Open Adams this morning, and he even says that, you know, he's tired of the disrespect Purdy's getting and that he should um, he should be MVP for one. And then two is he is playing at an elite level. So, Christian, let's get your thoughts. Yeah, um, <clears throat> he's, he's playing amazing. I'm, there, there's not much more you can say. Uh, I think that yeah, this this game's the last test on whether or not uh, he's going to be the MVP. They're saying the winner of this game is going to be the MVP, which I, I I still don't understand the whole like Lamar being MVP. His stats are 
minimal, especially compared to, to Purdy's. He, you know, he dances around in the pocket and does fucking loop-de-loops in the That means he's the MVP. Yeah. That literally, oh, he, he does all these amazing plays, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, they, how many times this season does their, their, their offense stall throughout the game in different times? And they struggle, and yeah, they're winning. Yeah, they have they have a good defense, and they're putting up points here and there. But it's like he's not he's not doing anything spectacular. I mean, everybody says it's spectacular because he you know runs and spins around whatnot. But uh, Purdy's playing by far like much better than Lamar. Um, I think this is gonna be a test though. This is a really really good defense we're facing. Uh, so Purdy's probably gonna have to throw the ball because they're gonna stop the run. They're the f- number one run run defense so pretty comes out balls out you know there's not much more you can say um and that's what i expect to happen i expect us to run through the ravens our team this team is just too good and i don't don't think the ravens are that like scary or that much i don't think they're at our level i really don't think any team in the afc is at our level um i think the only way we lose a game like this is because we're not fully healthy or we just don't play our best game. But as long as we play our best game, I, I, I don't see how <clears throat> this game's even close. Yeah, I agree. Um, like a lot of people are talking, this is a big game for every, uh, for both teams. And whoever wins out, you know, uh, they should be the right for the MVP, blah, blah, blah. But in all honesty, like Sherman said, I think it was on Thursday night game, um, and even beforehand, that basically, where did Lamar even come from in this MVP race? Because uh, he's not even playing how he was playing his first MVP season that he won. Uh, he barely has 16 touchdowns, right? Something like that. And I think what's how many interceptions? Like maybe like seven or something like that. Um, so I don't even know how he. I don't even know how the hell he even climbed up to the sec, like right behind Purdy in the odds. Anyways, right. So yeah, I mean, I agree with Bashar too. Though, like the main the main thing is a Super Bowl MVP. That would be great. Uh, but I don't know. We'll see what happens. Um, but. What are the things that you guys are looking forward to in this game? Who do you think will stand out in this game? And um, do you think uh, this is going to be like a hard-fought defensive game, or do you think uh, it might be high-scoring type 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 of game? Uh, Bashar, go first. Yeah, I mean, like I was saying this on the front of my previous shows, I really want to see IU step up in this game. Um, Ayuk's been pretty damn good this season in general. I and mean, there's there's some people that think that I've seen some Niner fans say some crazy stuff like, hey, we don't need to bring Ayuk back and all this other crap. And like, no, no, Ayuk's having himself a nice season. With that said, though, the past couple of weeks are kind of sh- um, shady with with um, Ayuk and Purdy's like, you know, um, what happened in that one, um, in the Seahawks game. You know, I, Purdy rolls out, throws a pass to Ayuk, bounces off Ayuk's hands. Ball goes backwards, becomes an interception. Um, later in the game, I same thing on the right, the right side of the field, a little bit different this time around. Purdy threads the needle, 
for like a big 25 yard pass down the field, I believe. And you know, Ayuk's running with the ball and has the ball out with like a like a bro like a like a bag of groceries basically for somebody to steal it from behind him. Ball, you know, the forward the fumble gets forced and you know, in this past game against the Cardinals, you know, Purdy threw a really really nice deep ball to the left sideline of the field, and I was like, oh wow, here comes a nice deep ball. I love the way Purdy's throwing deep nowadays. And you know, it's almost like Ayuk didn't give the extra effort on the play. And um, there was another play that was kind of questionable and. To play when we play these big teams, like we can't have, we need the IU that we've been seeing for the majority of the season, not the IU that we've been seeing the past two weeks. And um, you know, if IU plays like the real IU that we know that he is capable of being, I definitely see us winning this game. I totally do. So that's that's who I want to see step up. I think that's that's very key in my opinion. So I think we will. I think we're just gonna get we're gonna get the team that played well like, like against the Eagles because this is a big game. It matters a lot. Um, the team's going to be ready. I just think <clears throat> when the when they're actually ready to play and, and focused on the game, they play their best. I think Seattle, they, you know, coming off an emotional win, didn't play our best game in Seattle. Then against Arizona, um, I think we were looking for – I think we were looking ahead towards uh, towards the Ravens a little bit. But even with a little bit of little bit of trouble here and there, we still put up 40 for – over 40 points. So. Um, I'm not worried about it. I think this team is going to be extremely ready for the Ravens. So I think we're going to see the team that, that, that came out and smashed the Eagles in the mouth. So um, let's see if throwback's right. The only way we lose is we beat ourselves. So Good way of, good way of putting it, though, because uh, when we played the, the really, really good, the quote-unquote really, really good teams, it's almost like we make them look like they suck. And then they're not really necessarily deemed as good anymore. In case of point, Philadelphia, mm-hmm. um, you know, Cowboys, you know, pretty, not sorry, pretty. I mean, Prescott's actually been playing pretty well since we whooped them. But um, it's just funny, though. I mean, maybe the Reds, the Ravens are the next team that we stomp on that are supposedly hella good. And then we kind of put them to shame. So who knows? We'll see. That I'll take it. If we do, I'll take another blowout. I love blowouts. I'll take a blowout any day over a close game. But I think it's going to be a tough, hard-fought game. Um I do have my score prediction info. I'll drop it at the end of the show, perhaps, or whenever you guys want to drop the predictions. But, All right. Yeah. I think. Uh, but I mean, we're very even sure. match, though. We have the very similar defenses, and we are. Our offenses are a little different. We are. We're both run heavy, but our offenses is are they're just a bit different. That's all. It's just you know, you know how it is with Lamar uh, Jackson and all the running game and all that. I think it's interesting. Yeah. I think it's going to be just how our defense plays because I think our offense is going to put up points no matter what. I just depending on how our defense plays, I think it's going to be the difference on how many how many points the Ravens scores. Like if it's close or not. But I just I think Moody Ward's going to continue to be on his little roll and and get another pick or two. Yeah, yeah. No, um, I was going to say too is so we saw the the um, today's practice where. Uh, Hargrave uh, participated, but Armstead still didn't didn't um, jump in today. Are you guys worried at all going into this game if we don't have Armstead? Um, I'd be more worried if we if we it didn't have both of them again. I mean, I was hoping we'd have Armstead, but at least with a Hargrave, he's good against the run. I think it'll help stopping the run. Um, I'm hoping that one of the other guys in there with Hargrave will help. 
Obviously, it's best to have them both, but I think as long as we have one, it'll make a big difference. Uh, hopefully, Kinlaw can can have have one of his best games alongside Hargrave in this one. So, um, this is one of those games where, you know, I don't think Kinlaw's coming back, but he's still trying to make his money next year. So, I think I think this is one of those games where he's got to show up big time. Yeah, I mean, it was very unfortunate that the last game, the last game that we didn't have our D tackles, uh, our starters, and our <laughs> reserves did not fare well. Uh, you know, we gave up a ton of rushing yards, over 230 plus rushing yards. Sucks that we lost Khalil Davis for the season. I was really excited to see him play um, this season, and we had him on the shelf for God knows how long. We finally activated him against the Eagles, right? And then he had a sack in his first game, and. Unfortunately, we lost him, and now it's like we picked up another D-tackle, Taylor Stallworth. Don't know much about the guy. I know he was on the Colts and looked up his stat lines throughout the years. He hasn't really gotten on the field that much, but, you know, they they they, they tried out two or three different guys, and they liked him enough to sign that guy to the practice squad, so that's what it is. But, um, yeah, having Hargrave back definitely should help. Should help a whole lot. Uh, but I don't, hopefully we don't have that debacle with the run game like we did last year, last week, and the 49ers were the number one um, team in rushing defense. Um, so I don't, know, I don't know if we still are now, but um, prior to, you know, sure, we had a blunder this past week, but in general, we've been the number one team against the run. So hopefully we continue that. I think part of the run game for Arizona was us not looking forward. I think some of it was us looking forward to um, the Ravens. I just think the defense was looking forward towards the Ravens a little bit. We're missing a lot of tackles. We weren't playing our best football on defense. Well, I think that's going to be a lot different to, uh, on Christmas. I think we're going to be running to the ball. We've been missing a lot of storming the ball. Yeah, we've been we've been missing a lot of tackles the past couple of weeks. And last week, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, we missed like I think 22. If I'm not mistaken, um, yeah, I don't think that's maybe a little bit less, but. But, dude, we need to clean that shit up, especially when we go against the Ravens on Monday. Like, these missed tackles, like, the boys need to wrap up, not not be leaning with the shoulder, none of that shit. You know what I mean? And also, too, the only reason why uh, Arizona ran on us so much last week is because uh, you could tell that not having Hargrave and Arfsit in there really affected us. So that's why I'm hoping that we at least – we get both of them back this week uh, because with them in there, our our run defense is a lot better. Um, but I mean, we'll see for sure by what by tomorrow. I think they'll give out the injury report, right? Or did they do it today? Uh, I'm not exactly sure, but I'm sure it's going to be fine. I'm I'm not really worried. I'm not, I don't think I think the game against Arizona doesn't count. I think it. I mean, we put up, we kind of put out bad tape for the ball for Baltimore, so kind of might, you know, I don't think that's how we're gonna play. So they 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 might get a punch in the mouth, expecting us to play a certain way on defense, and we play a lot better. We're going off Arizona tape. I'm sure they're gonna go off the other tape too, but I don't think anything that happened in Arizona is gonna happen um, in this game. I think defense is gonna come to play. I think. They are going to have a good idea on how to how to uh, stop Lamar. I think Wilkes is going to have a lot of coverages that are going to confuse Lamar because we, at this point, we trust our corners, and uh, I, none of the 
really scare me or the Ravens, you know, unless they're trying to beat you deep, that might be the only thing. Uh, but I'm really not too worried about their playmakers. And then they lost, you know, they lost their, their running back with their speed guy. So it's going to, it's going to be interesting to, how, to see how, how we play, um, play the Ravens. But I just think that we're going to be a lot more prepared and ready to go against Lamar. I think, we are going to probably try and just keep him in the pocket and then eventually collapse the pocket and get him. I don't I don't think there's going to be a lot of him running around, running around, running around. Because if he's trying to run around and Chase Young's out there, Chase Young's going to catch him. Like, he's fast, and he can catch him. Like, he can run him down. That's the best part about having Chase Young right now on this team is he's fucking fast, and he can yeah. down these quarterbacks that are fast. So, yeah. Uh, I'm excited. I think this is this is one of those games where you really get to see what Chase Young can do because he's gonna he's gonna chase down Lamar a couple times. No pun intended. Um, you say chasing <laughs> down. Say, oh yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know if you guys have noticed it, but like Chase Young has barely been on the field the past two games. I mean, like it's like very spotty yes. with the rest they've been giving him. And, and but the good thing is on the flip side, guys like um, Gregory and even Farrell and even Kinlaw even got a few sacks here and there. Like. Uh, but uh, mo- but most notably the edges though Gregory and Farrell have been stepping in, even when Bosa and Chase Young are both off the field, those guys have been doing a nice little job. So, uh, but at the end of the day, I want to see Chase Young unleashed. I want to see him in there. Let's see the guy that we traded picks for both the the Buckeye bookends, right? I want to see the Buckeye bookends out there. And you know there are, I don't know if they're going to continue to do this whole mush rush thing where they got to be conservative about holding the edges and holding you know that. Don't, don't just go wild in the pass rush, you know, they they may want to contain and but like you said, like Chase Young can actually run down QBs. I mean, he, he's a big, huge dude, but he can move, man. That guy can move for a big, big dude. And th- those are the him and Bosa, I want to see them out there. I want I want I don't want to make it easy for Lamar Jackson, you know, make it make it as tough as possible for him. And sure, you can mix in Randy Gregory on the NASCAR packages and Clown Farrell if you have to. And you know, we all know Hargrave's a pretty dang good pass rusher too, so well, we'll see how that plays out, but I, I definitely want to see those two guys. I mean, I want to see, like, for example, Ayuk is my X-Factor on offense, but I want my X-Factor on defense to be Chase Young. Definitely want to see him step up in this game. I agree. Yeah, I agree, too. Um, yeah, I noticed that you and Raj brought that up in your show earlier, Bashar, so good take there. Um, I mean, what... What do the Niners have to do to be able to beat the Ravens and keep Lamar Jackson contained in the pocket? Uh, Christian, go first. I mean, what we really need to do to beat the Ravens is just keep putting points up on offense. The Ravens are like more like us. They want to play from. They want to play with the lead, right? They want. They don't want to play from behind. Um, we just need to keep putting it on them on offense. I, I think. Their defense is good, and I think they're good against the run. But I think we can find a lot of chances to to beat them in the pass game, especially up over the middle. Um, I think Kittle's gonna should be able to eat in this game. I think he's gonna be. It's gonna. They're gonna have a really hard time covering Kittle in this game. I think he's gonna be. You know, the the X factor on offense. I just think they're gonna have a hard time covering. Him. I think they struggle to cover over the middle of the field. Um, they seem to cover the edges really well. You know, but. I think the middle of the field is where we're going to have to beat them. And we're 
you know, that's where Purdy likes to throw the middle of the field. That's where Kittle works works the middle of the field really well. Um, I think if we can just keep putting it on them, get a lead early, let the defense pin their ears back and just take take the Ravens out. I think that's that that's kind of how we're gonna have to beat them. I think we need to get come out of the first score touchdown, stop them, score another touchdown. You know, take an early fourteen nothing lead and then just start pounding them. That's what I'd like to see happen because I think to to beat Lamar wise, their defensive wise, I think you need to keep him in the pocket as long as possible, and then when and then get a sack. You know, I, so like we have to not let him escape the pocket at the, at the last second. We have to our our guys have to be athletic enough to go and get him, which I think we are. Um, but I think I think the the way that they're offense is going to click is if he's getting um that run game is going so we got to stop the run game but i think if he in the past game i think if he's getting out of the pocket and gaining yards is he's going to get us and i think if he's extending the play for an extra 10 seconds where he's running around in the backfield and then throws the ball i think that's how they're going to beat us so if we can keep him from doing that i think we got this Yeah, I mean, good, good job, Christian, on that one. I mean, we just we just have to be the Niners that we've been all year. Like, if we're, you know, pretty in this offense, it's like this team runs – we run that offense like clockwork. It's like nine times out of ten, what, an opening drive is a, is a touchdown for us, right? I mean, it's just like mm-hmm. boom, 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 down the field. The next thing you know, with a blink of an eye, we're scoring a touchdown. That's the consistency that we've had, we've had for the most part for this Niners season, minus the three games that, you know, we had that little slump or whatever, but – if that's a Niner game team that we have, you know, we're going to, they can say, you know, they're the, they're the best team that we played or whatever. But one, one thing this Niner team has done, though, man, we played up to the competition. Teams do play up to us. I get that. And weak teams, that is from time, from time to time. They may put up a little fight, but for the most part, we play up to, to the competition. And when it's a good ass team, a team that's heralded as a, as a big threat to us, we tend to have our better games. So. Hopefully we do that this time around. And I know there's that whole like you know Lamar Jackson's his big threat. I get it, you know, but I just think this defense yeah, but, is more felt and more bit, bit to stop to minimize Lamar Jackson more so than any other Niner teams in the past. See, that's why I like it. I kind of liked it. We start on like we start with the ball on offense to start the game. Like I know you kind of want the you want it to start the second half, but I kind of prefer to have the ball to start the game because I know we're most likely going to go score and then you give your defense a chance to go out there up seven already. I just like that better. Put the offense out there, go score a touchdown and let the let the uh, de- defense go out there and pin their ears back because they got a seven-point lead already. That's just me, but it seems to not happen that way. So we always seem to want to take it at halftime, which is fine. Cause we'll go score and ha- we'll go score when we get the ball after halftime too. So, um, either way, I'm. I know, like we should be nervous about the game, but I'm just, I'm just not. I just have, I just feel like we're gonna win this game. I just, we're this team is so much better. Like, this offense is historically good, and I don't see any any defense really stopping it. Like the only thing they can stop it is ourselves, or you know, just our. Our uh, pass protection is just so terrible, but yeah, 
this is obviously think, you know one of the better pass rushes we're facing, right? They got about fifty sacks. Um, mm-hmm. They have what one hundred and one quarterback hits in the season. We have one hundred nine quarterback hits in the season. We have forty three sacks. Our pass rush got a whole lot better once we did implement Chase Young. Um, the 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 good thing is that when Chase Young's not on the field, now the pass rush actually still looks pretty good um, without him being on the field. But as before, as we we hit, it only looked good when he was on the field and. So the things are getting a little bit better in that regard. And um, then this game, that's really, really, really important. We saw it the last game. We still won, so it didn't really matter too much. But, like, when we forced fumbles last week, <laughs> forced about three fumbles that we did not recover. This game, like, well, if we're forcing fumbles, we have to recover them. Recover them. Um, same with any picks that come our way. We did, we did an excellent job of, you know, getting interceptions this year. We're number one in the league, but even though we're number one in the league in picks, so we still have, we've, we've had those, I could probably can count like seven moments in this season, maybe 10 total where they were picks that we should have had and a few of them could have been pick sixes and guys just drop them. But when those opportunities, well, like- we, we did lead the league in turnovers and forcing turnovers, but in this game, especially when, when opportunities come our way, we better take advantage of them. Well, it was like when Ward said, you know, if he starts turning in these passes, interceptions he's going to be the best um he's going to be the best corner in the league and so far he said that he's got two picks one pick six so yep. just i don't know it just feels like he's going to start he he no this is his coming out party and he's going to shine the rest of the season and if he starts keep, so. you know jumping routes and get picks taking them back is like dude he's he's fast too like when he caught that ball he shot out of a cannon yep. He looked like a wide receiver running that running that little interception back for a touchdown. I was like, damn. Yeah, he did. I'm telling you. Yeah, for real. If he he can get an interception out in the open, look for him to return some. Let's see if he can start getting a couple more interceptions. But I look, I look, I'm, I'm assuming Lamar's going to throw two picks in this game. So, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think we're going to keep him in the pocket. Pressure's going to get to him. He's going to try to get rid of the ball. He's going to make some mistakes. Okay. I think he really wants to show that so, he can win this game standing in the pocket. I think he's going to make some plays okay, standing yeah, in the yeah. pocket, but I think he's going to try to stand in the pocket and beat us. And I think Wilkes is going to disguise and, and I, you know, I know Lamar wants to try to win it from the pocket, but I, I don't, I still don't think he's that great of a processor and seeing things. I think his game is using his legs and extending plays. So if we can keep him in the pocket and he and we're, we're and they try to beat us from the pocket, go right ahead. Let's just put it that way. I'm ready for it. Yeah. Um, Brandon, I think as long as we can contain Lamar, we should be fine, dude. Honestly, like that's literally the main the main thing because we know how. We are against uh, mobile quarterbacks, right? And, I mean, we've looked a lot better this year, especially when we played Jalen Hurts. But um, going into this game, we we need to keep Lamar contained in the pocket, like Christian said. And as long as we do that and really force, um, force him to throw quicker than usual, for one, and two, um, pressure him. I think we'll be okay. Honestly, um, what we need to do is instead of letting him escape the pocket as much, we need to hit him. Like even if he throws a ball, yes. hit him, hit him, hit yes. him. Constantly hit him. If you're not getting the sack, we don't get flagged for him. it. I'm telling you, the more the more we 
the more we hit him, the more we, you know, put him on his ass, the more, you know, he's feeling it. That, that That's what's going to start to go our way. So the 49ers defense, yeah. I mean, we've had issues with in the past with running quarterbacks. But not, not so much this season, and we've only given up 3.8 yards. I will figure it out. Yeah, we've only given up 3.8 yards per carry versus quarterbacks all season. So just throwing out, out there. I mean, the only the only game where the quarterback running really, really pissed me off was against the um, – the Bengals. I mean, freaking Joe Burrow had a few runs against us, and that pissed me off. But you know, we all know how explosive. Uh, you know, this guy's. Mm. Well, See, I look. I look for like somebody like Warner on defense to to be a big thing. Be just because in the past game, I feel like Wilkes could use some use him to disguise some some looks from Lamar, who does like to use the middle of the field a lot, especially the tight end. Um, then he likes to throw deep on, you know, but I think we can just use Warner and disguise some things. And I think there's a chance Warner could get a pick. I, I just think depending on how well the pass rush is doing, uh, Lamar's going to try to force some things over the middle and that's where the interceptions are going to come. Hope that's true. That would make it, make it so much easier. Make, make the game a lot of fun. and. Yeah, I just yeah. we're obviously yeah. the toughest team that um the Ravens have faced. If just, they can say they can say they're the toughest team they face. If if our offense gets yeah. rolling, it'll be a blowout. It's really going to be, um, it's really going to depend on it. If I think just this, this offense gets rolling, like if it's rolling and we know they're going to put up points and they're playing hard, I, I don't see how we lose. The only way we lose this game is if our offense is not is not not putting up. Now, like they're not. I know they beat the Rams, but they did they did give up 31 points to the Rams. Yeah. Uh, they gave up 33 33 to the Browns. Um just just looking at their past scores and so I mean this team can be well, it's scored like, on. They they gave up 31 to a quarterback who can't move out of the pocket very well. He looks like an old man running around. Purdy's mm-hmm. actually pretty quite good running out of the pocket. Yeah, he's pretty mobile. Um, yeah. And I, I like our weapons compared to theirs, so I don't see why we can't put up some points. And we're not going to give thirty. We're not going to give up thirty points to anybody. So not the end of the season. We're not giving up thirty points to them. I remember you were saying um, maybe in the off season that you thought Purdy was going to be uh, the you know the next Drew Brees or something or a Drew Drew Brees type player. I mean, do you still see a lot of Drew Brees in him? Yeah. I'd say so just with the the way he processes the field and his anticipation, his accuracy. Um but it's weird. You you almost see like the other the other side of him where you see him escape the pocket and make these crazy plays, it's freaking Montana. When he leaves the pocket and has to use his legs and make these plays with his arm, that that there's a lot of Montana in him. And I'm not saying he's gonna oh, yeah. be that guy like that great, but I mean he the way he is so cerebral in the pocket and when he gets out, out of the pocket and he finds ways that are like, holy shit, that's like Montana. And just the, the calm, cool, collective yeah. vibe, a lot of people are saying it. It's very cliche. Rex Ryan was saying it. Jerry Rice has said it. A lot of people. Yeah, he does it, have that demeanor. Yeah, but I mean, like you know, I know. Yeah, he does. The first, first time we saw Brock Purdy against the Miami Dolphins. They blissed him like crazy, but did it matter? He got hit in every which way and still completed passes. Still completed. He never panics. Never panics. Never panics. It's never that that BS that we saw with Jimmy, where he always looked like he was nervous and just looked at you know like 
I'd sit and watch yep. games and I'd feel my anxiety. All these bouncing too. But I'd that's the like thing. My blood pressure was just going up every time I watched Jimmy G, dude. We haven't had a chance to really have to win it in a close game. But I still, I, I mean, he did drive down the field and we could have, we should have beat the Browns. But I, I, I trust him. I feel like as long as we're healthy and everything's good and we need him to come drive down the field to win it, I, I trust him. And part of that is because of that demeanor. Like he's so yeah. calm. Mm-hmm. When he comes into the huddle, the, the rest of the, the rest of the team's going to be calm because the quarterback's calm. They're going to feed off that. That's why well, we were so Joe good Montana with Joe Montana because quarter. Joe was so calm. Mm-hmm. And Joe Montana, the fourth quarter of that Bengals Super Bowl, right? He's like, "Hey guys, look, uh, there's John Candy." You know, like things like that. Like, like you said, he's so calm, and and that's mm-hmm. that. That was part of why Joe Montana had so many great comebacks. For people to say like, "Oh, well, he lost three games in a row," and He's, he's never going to win from behind. He can only win if his team has a lead. Well, first of all, it's not like the, it's not like the referees start the game and say, okay, um, prior to kickoff, please give um, the San Francisco 49ers 10 points on the scoreboard, and let's just let, let's start the game from there. So, no, I mean, Purdy did something to get that lead. <laughs> I mean, he's running one of the most efficient offenses in the history of the league, and they're – playing like one of the most historic offenses in the history of the leagues right now. So, I mean, we could put up a 40-burger on the Ravens. We really can. But we can on anybody. This offense is so good. Prior- There's so many they can they can do things. And, like, yeah, it, they can try to stop the run game. But I, I just, I don't know. I think this is one of those games where we use the pass to open up the run. And whatnot, um, but I, I just, I just trust. I just trust. Even though they're good against the run, I think you know when you run behind Trent Williams, you're, you're still going to run the ball. <laughs> yeah, run, a run play um, to the left side of the field. So Aaron Banks is pretty good on that side too. And then mm-hmm. we had Kittle run blocking and Charlie Warner two, two blocking. You know, two tight ends who are pretty good at blocking. Obviously, Kittle's great at blocking. And then you know, then we ran to ran with CMC to that side and it just worked quite well and sometimes it's like okay well we know this is the best side we run on um try to stop it it's kind of like that sometimes it's a lot of teams can't stop it so and the way i look at this offense is it's already so dominant and and i feel like kyle hasn't even really let loose in some of the things he can do with this offense we haven't even seen the best of it with this offense i think like i like i would like to say kyle's dr jekyll and mr hyde as soon as he lets mr hyde out with that play calling Good luck, and I think he holds back a lot because there's sometimes I'm like watching stuff and I'm like, I've seen him do more, put more in there. I'm, I know he's he's saving it for games like this for the playoffs. I just feel like this is one of those games where we just come out and it just everything's all we're firing on all cylinders on offense, and that's what I think is going to happen. Even in yeah. in we and if we start a little slow, which I hope doesn't isn't the case. And I don't think it'll happen because we're at home. I don't think the, start, the slow start like we had in Philly will happen. I think that one was nerves and being in Philly and emotion. I think this one's all just let's go and punch these guys in the mouth. There's no emotion. There's no nerves behind this one. It's just to come out there and punch them in the mouth. I think this offense is going to be humming from the get-go. <laughs> Are you going to read that, Ren? Yeah, I'll read it. So Jason put, I love what Steph said about Brock for someone who is so religious. What he does to teams and games is unholy. 
<laughs> That's pretty, that pretty funny. funny. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm not a preacher or anything like that, but when I listen to Brock Purdy talk, man, for you know, he's only 23 years old, and I admire man how much faith he has and in God, and you know, it's very um, uplifting, and he's just such a great, humble person, um, great teammate to all his teammates, and. And it just rubs his faith in God. It just rubs off on him as a person and as a player. And it's, it's really nice to see him. And, you know, a lot of people are afraid to talk about those things, but I definitely admire him for that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So here's my next question for you guys. So you've heard what, you know, the guys on Baltimore have been saying. Uh, one is Hamilton. Um, from what you guys saw and what he said, what are you guys' thoughts on that? And would you, what, what are your guys' um, feelings towards what he said about Brock Purdy and uh, our team, for one? And two, uh, the fact that they feel disrespected because we're five and a half favorites at home uh, going into this game. Uh, Bashar, go first. I think it's stupid. I mean, disrespected by what? Vegas, like, okay, we're the home team. We have a hell of a good record this year. A similar record to you guys, but again, we're still the home team. <laughs> so the home team always gets favored. You know, it, it's a wash with the records, you could say, with, with us and them. And that's it. Vegas Vegas is the one who sets that sets that up, not the Niners. So, you know, it's not like a player in the locker room said something really bad to offend you or a coach said something that was disrespectful to you. Like, it, it's just some stupid crap that he's saying to the media to try to psych himself out to get himself pumped up. And it's, I think it's going to have zero relevance on the game, dude. And in fact, we did them a favor, which it, who knows, man, I, I think we'll beat them by more than five points. So I agree. I think, uh, it, I, I think it's nice. I had Hamilton kind of proves like how the pl- other players in the NFL, Hugh Purdy compared to the media, they respect him. They know he's really good. They know that they don't play their best game. He's going to make them pay. Um, he's a serious issue to them, right? Um, so it's nice to see the players, um, you know, show show him some respect and whatnot. He's earned it. What? Oh, there you go. Oh, nothing. Sorry, I lost you guys for a second. So my bad. Oh, okay. So go, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. That praise that he got from Hamilton. Um, I think the whole. You know, we feel disrespected. It's just a thing all the teams use to try to hype themselves up, right? I mean, they, they got to find a way to hype themselves up. They're coming all the way from Philly or freaking – they're coming, you know, all the way over to uh, – from Baltimore to California, which is a long flight. It's They're going to be – you know, it's Christmas. It, it, there's some things that is going to be hard for them to get up for this game because of, you know, the situation, the Monday night game, long travel. It's Christmas, right? You're missing your families and whatnot. Um, they got to find a way to get up for this game, right? They, you know, and if being underdogs and not being respected is like their way of doing it, then so be it. Um, you want respect, you're going to have to come earn it anyways, right? You're playing the best team in the league. Everybody knows they're considered the best team in the league. They're going to be favored. Simple as that. You don't like it, earn it. You could go play ping beat pong them. or uh, yeah, come beat you. You know, you want to, you want the respect. Come beat the Niners, right? That's that's it's that simple. So 
I hope Purdy's it's just all talk. I hope, I hope he's Dude, I, I hope Purdy goes for four touchdowns, four, 300, 300 yards and four touchdowns in this game. Oh, man. That would be yeah. fucking so Purdy, enlightening. Um, Purdy has four games this season with a with a 140-plus QB rating, which is tied with Tom Brady, who did it twice. Aaron Rodgers did it once. Roger Staubach did it once. So Purdy has one more game with a 140-plus quarterback rating. It's a, it's an all-time NFL record. Now, it's not a record that people make a big deal about or anything like that, but it's a nice little thing um, to, to have in Purdy's. You know, he's up there record. with the freaking greats, so yeah, that's he's, what he, matters. I think you said last week, week in and week out, he's breaking records or putting up some new kind of stat line or, you know, topping him, topping his old records. And he just just, needs to come out and have a, have a great game. And, you know, it's, it's, it's worrisome. I mean, he, you got, we got to remember Purdy's so young being the second, his second year and playing like this and expecting him to play great. So, you know, that's what I mean when I say we got to play our best game. I expect him to come out and play great because he just, to me, he does every week. I, I kind of, don't like how people say those three weeks he didn't play good because uh, to me he didn't play bad. He, you know he had a rough, he had a rougher game against rougher game yeah against the Browns. But when you needed him to drive the team down and put us in field goal range, he set us up for a forty yard field goal the kicker should have made. Right? Yeah, I he mean, played I mean, really good. We had to put the game in the kickers on the kickers. Shoulders. Yeah, it just it it, it baffles. It baffles me that the media keeps bringing up those three games that he lost because Debo and Trent weren't there. Like they keep bringing it up. It's just like, dude, he still he played, played really good. good. He played good against Minnesota, and then yeah, he but, played like, excellent. We had we had a couple turnovers, right? There's a couple things that went didn't go our way that you know missed field goal in that game, uh, a turnover in the red zone in that game. Um, and then he gets a concussion when he was driving us down to probably win the game. So played good three quarters of that game, two interceptions in the fourth quarter, both after a concussion concussion. And, you know, it happens. Then since this game against Cincinnati, he literally was doing everything. We couldn't do anything. He led the team in rushing that game with like 70 something yards. He led the team in rushing. And he was kind of doing everything, and they put it all on his back. And I'm sorry, but it's hard when you put have to put it all on a young quarterback's back. They're going to make mistakes. He's trying so hard, right, in that red zone, and he throws out that interception trying to make a play because it was a broken play because they messed up. Yeah. It, it is what it is. Running, back, running in the same fucking direction, dude. It was so stupid. Yeah. Right? It is what it is. So right, it happens. That's, you know, that's football. But for them to say he played bad because we lost is really stupid, and it's just a reti- it's just a recycled. Uh, I didn't narrative. It's recycled. I didn't really watch the game. Recycled. They lost, so I'm gonna recycle yep, this little exactly. idea yep. in my head. They, they're yep. not. A, it's not like they watched the game and went, "Oh yeah, we saw what Purdy did without him." And three. Actually, go watch him. He actually mm-hmm. played really fucking good. He still was really cerebral, yep. making plays, and doing what he yep. needed to do without them we yeah. just couldn't run the ball and when you can't run the ball have to be one-dimensional most teams aren't going to win mm-hmm. in that Bengals game i was telling people like dude purdy's fucking airing the ball down the field like people were last year trying to say he was dink and dunk and like and he's and never dink and dunked dude he was he was he was tearing tearing shit up throwing the ball down the field now people are like oh well he was behind so those yards don't count blah 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 all right whatever we were behind as a team 
for whatever reason, whether it be the defense's fault or the offense's fault. But he was all I can say is he was making throws down the field that I hadn't seen a Niner quarterback make in, in a long time. Bro, he had like time. 400 yards of offense in that game. It, yeah, he had like 365 yards passing, I believe. So, so and like, 70 oh, yards oh, rushing. So, so, so when he tore shit up against uh, against the Buccaneers and started airing the ball downfield, and then and the other games, there's another game where he threw the ball deep to Kittle against the Jags, and and I was like, well, they're like, like, oh wow, I'm surprised Purdy can throw deep. I'm surprised. Like, no, no, I saw him throw deep in the, in the fucking Bengals game. You know, you guys weren't paying attention. They weren't like, yeah. they weren't total bombs, but like, I could totally tell that he stepped up. Whatever happened to his arm with that. <laughs> surgery and that it's, injury or whatever it's a miracle because his arm well, it's looks, all, it, has looked stronger all year long it's all growth though because if you watch like the beginning of the season yeah he might have been what i noticed he might have been dinking and dunking a little bit like he was going to his reads and then he always knew that you know the running back would be there so he would just get it off to the running back but the, the growth now is if something's not there he's obviously still going through all his progressions and if something's not there, he's still able to find a, the bigger play. Like he's not having to just dink, dump it off, and and hope for a bunch of yak. He's throwing the ball down the field and making play. <clears throat> he's not so quick to dink. Like he started off that way, but as he's finding the guy to get the ball and make a good play, and we and a lot of times we get a lot of chunky yards when we throw the ball. Like that's why this is when we do. Complete a pass, it's a big gain most of the time. Even it's when not he started off, though, it may, there may have been a little bit of a <clears throat> aspect to it, but but it was the, the throw chart was was more diverse than what we saw mm-hmm. with Jimmy G. Jimmy G just just that middle part well, of the field, that's it, over and over and over who, and over again, and then little one yard passes to Debo or Ayuk or whoever, and like you know, at least it was more diverse, and the the the, the diversity that Purdy had told me something like, okay, I see something in this kid. And mm. the fact that, that, like you mentioned, he goes through his progressions. The fact that when he hit Debo on that one long pass, it wasn't necessarily supposed to be a deep pass. It was supposed to go somewhere else. But for years, I watched that nine, Niner games. They, they, you talking about the one against Seattle? The, yeah, against Seattle. The, the Jamal yeah, he, he knew that. He knew he was going to throw that before the play started. Okay. But Debo he didn't said, know that he, he was going to get Debo didn't know he was going to get it until... You know, he he said he would, had I known I was going to get it earlier, I would have run, run faster or something like, right? As a Debo said, because Debo said, <clears throat> yeah, because yeah. Purdy said as soon as he saw Adams come up in the box, he knew he was going there. He knew Debo was going to get behind him, and he put the ball perfectly because like, he read it before. He he saw it before the play. You know, he's seeing things before mm-hmm. before before he hikes the ball. He's able to read the defense and know the way he diagnoses the pre-snap reads and the blitzes and the coverages. Dude, and... that's what I'm saying. That's when the media that actually defend Purdy are talking about. Like they don't talk about the intangibles, and he has the best. I, yeah, people, his intangibles are the best. Look at this whole first round draft pick quarterback, and a, and a lot, I, a lot of us were guilty of. I've been guilty of it too in the past, but like, okay, sure, you see somebody who's six foot five, he's huge, he's a big dude, he can move hella fast, like a Josh Allen type build and Josh Allen type body, but. There's all these like nuances that that Purdy has that are elite. Actually, they're elite traits. They're elite skills that he has. They're just Dude, not measured. They're just not things you can measure at the combine. At the end of the day, the only yeah. thing I'm surprised that like we haven't seen is Kyle give him the opportunity to call audibles. But I don't think Kyle likes that in his offense. Yeah, but I'm just saying he's a, he's a bit of a control yeah. freak when it comes to that. But I, I trust yeah. Purdy with his, with throwback. 
Because like, like I think we mentioned, like we mentioned, he he can see the field and he can just diagnose things, man. Yeah. Uh, hey, throwback kind of to answer your that? question. Yeah, to answer your question, bro, we do think uh, Purdy is better than Cap. So we're, we're asking if a guy who can read. We're comparing a guy who can read a defense to a guy that can't read a defense. Like there, that that's all you need to know. One guy can read yeah. a defense. One guy can't. And yeah, was that, and then, was that one of Colin Kaepernick's best games? I thought two was two was better games actually, and I still think Purdy's yeah, dude. yeah, I agree. Uh, and then just real quick for those of you that are watching uh, us on Twitter or X, we cannot see your chat if you guys are commenting in the chat. Uh, go over to youtube.com backslash for faithful podcast 49 and we can see your chat in there, but uh, yeah, so I mean. It's gonna be interesting to see for sure. I think Purdy's gonna have a uh, another great game uh, come Monday night. And Throwback said, if I listen to what Kyle said on KMBR, I did not. I would have to check that out and and see. Uh, but Star, did you hear? It? No, I didn't. I would love to hear it. Uh, if you want to spill the beans, go ahead. Throwback. All right, let me see if I can find it. You guys continue talking, and I'll find it. I'm not gonna talk, Brandon. Just kidding. Yeah, we're just we're gonna just think, sit here and we'll think about Brandon eating like cannolis. Oh, I wish I had a cannoli right now. Mama cannoli. Get cannolis, but just in general, where's Dion at? Man? Any word from him? I do. No, he just disappeared. Yeah, he was at the he was at the game too. He lives in Arizona. He was at the game. Uh, Raj was at the game. Yeah, Mariah was at the game. Um. Uh, okay, he said. I see the comment now. Um, Shanahan said that Brock Purdy isn't afraid to throw the deep ball. He's got a nice looking. No, he's looking ball. for I mean, it. The ball, the deep ball's not gonna. When Purdy throw like I, you know, people fucking make like I had some dumb idiot when Purdy threw that deep ball to um, the really really nice one in Tampa Bay to, to uh, Brandon Ayuk. Oh, uh, it's gorgeous! Fell, jumped up and fell down. And looked like an idiot. Um, mm-hmm. Some some quote unquote Niner fan said. Oh, you think that's a bomb? You think that's a deep ball? All Purdy did was throw the ball 30 yards, and Ayuk did the rest. Like, dude, are you fucking equating that that play to to uh, to uh, uh, one of those yak plays? People are so stupid. You throw the ball one yard, and he runs 50 yards. I think they think the ball has equated. I think they think the ball travel like 60, 70 yards to be a deep ball. No, a deep ball is a ball that goes 25 plus yards in the air to a receiver. Hits them in stride, and then they make a play afterwards. Exactly. Hence the one he threw to Kittle, the one he threw to Ayuk, the one he threw to Debo. It's it's they always run extra. It's not like we're not, dude. People, Purdy has to be at the fucking goal line, dude. That back shoulder it out to the other goal line, and then it's considered a deep ball. I get it. That back shoulder goal line throw touchdown he had to Debo. People are trying to say that that was a bad throw and he messed it up, dude. That is like how did he mess that up? Ex- <laughs> no, no, I know, but you guys understand that is like expert level, top tier throw. That's <laughs> like that's the shit. Accuracy, that's though. the shit Brady Brady used to do. Brady used to throw that route yeah. with Edelman all the time. Like that's the route. Okay. If you're trying okay, to score look. in the red zone, that is the route you want. Right they, there in the they, corner, they, they, they you throw the back he, shoulder. They say he only throws to people who are wide open. He only throws. Uh, the guys are wide open because Shanahan so, draws up everybody hey, wide open. <clears throat> what was it? It was it's against like, Seattle or that? What's that? That throw that Purdy threw to the ha- on the um to to Ayuk off the, on the hashes where he threw it and 
it was this close to being intercepted, but he threw it perfectly and it went right to Ayuk. Was that last week? That was last game. Yeah, he th- dude. It, it, if it's if it's thrown any if it's not thrown perfectly, That's then it's an inter- it's perfect. a big six, and he perfect throw. he throws it perfectly and hits Ayuk for a first down. All right, I found what I know. Throwback, put it in the comment, but I'll, I'll play the audio real quick for us. Oh, really quick, I want to add this really quick before you do. Yeah, that. go ahead. Okay, so I mean, week one, right? I guess the Steelers corner the end zone, the, the touchdown to Ayuk. Mm-hmm. They, they say Ayuk. They say they say pretty can thread the needle and, and only hits wide open targets. Bullshit because. Touchdown against against the Steelers. He threaded the needle to Ayuk in the corner. He's the most efficient the and accurate quarterback in the league. What, what, what yeah. I, Ayuk was blanketed, and then against the New York Giants when I was at the game, he did it in the corner of the end zone to to, to deep. He did. I was there too. Oh, and, then, and then just That's recently again, again, he did it. He did it like. He, dude, don't forget. Has, don't don't forget that um, he also did it against Tampa last year. As well, Dude, they just playing against Tom Brady. So people just get mad that sometimes Kyle can scheme open, wide open touchdowns. Yeah, he can. Like that one where Debo jogged and it was he was wide open. People get mad at that because it's like Purdy can do all of this great stuff, and Kyle's still going to find a way to make scheme these guys open. So the it's just an easy pitch and catch, pitch and catch. No, like, and then they're like, oh well, he only throws to he only throws because we get yak yards. You get yak yards. That's why he's successful. Dude, and I, you so know I who you know who has. Who has more, dude? Every other quarterback has more yak yards this year than he does. Yeah, no, no, or like fucking Patrick, last year when Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs are number yeah. one in the league in yak yards, but nobody will would would dare discredit Mahomes because he his receivers get yak yards. They have their number fucking one in the league this year, and Niners Mr. are like backyard four. football. Yeah. Go ahead, Brandon. All right, here he is right now. He's not. He's he's not. <laughs> which is cool. And, and you don't want a guy who just I always yeah. say it, but you don't want a guy who decides on Wednesday that he's throwing deep. Yeah, exactly. Which, <laughs> but you want a you want a guy who's yeah. you want a guy whose yeah. DNA is to always look for the deep throw. And you want a guy who can still see it and react and and not do it when it's not there. And that's what I I do like with Brock because he's not just saying, Hey, I'm just chucking it deep here. He's, but he really believes it is there. And so he's always trying to look at it through that lens. And sometimes it doesn't seem there and it's an easy check down, mm-hmm. but if Brock thinks it's there, he's throwing it. And so sometimes you don't know that as a person or as someone watching it, a player or a coach, you don't know that till the end of the play until it's either in our guy's hand or their guy's hand. And those are the ones where you hold your breath and you're a little tight. And then all of a sudden our guy catches it and not theirs. And you're like, great read. That was awesome. But <laughs> you definitely held your breath before you felt that way. No. All right. So, I mean, he, he ain't wrong, right? The guy to, the guy how, how knows how to read. Kyle, you, hear, you like hear how excited Kyle is to talk about it, dude. Mm-hmm. For those who bitched and moaned about Kyle, I mean, he looks—he seems way more aggressive this year. He seems way happier this year. It's like a different. Mm-hmm. He doesn't. Kyle does a really good job of hiding his emotions, but every now and then you'll see Kyle on the sidelines go, like, do this and do that, and yeah, like you know, get excited. When he normally he would never show any emotion at all. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. Um, all right, so we're coming to an end here. Uh, before we head out, let me get your guys' X factors on offense and defense for this game. And then, uh, Bashar, yeah, 
Okay. Christian and I don't really like to do score predictions, but we'll oh, do it okay. anyways for you. I already did it. I'll drop mine. Mine's 28-17. to 17. Do it for Bashar. Um, it's 28-17. I'm, I'm not going to be too homerish on it, but hey, if we end up getting one of those, those if we have one of those days like we did against the Eagles and um, Cowboys where we drop over 40 and hey, I'll, I'll, you know, I wouldn't be shocked. Maybe it's about, I'd say about, you know, 60, 60% chance of that happening, but in general, I think it'll be a little bit closer this time around 2017. I mentioned Brandon Ayuk earlier. He's my X factor on offense, and I'd love to see, um, um, you know, we, we get tons of quarterback hits, you know. more We get more quarterback hits than the Ravens do, but let, let's get some sacks. Let's get some sacks now. We traded for Chase Young. We were supposed to get all these sacks after we traded him, and the sacks did go up, but I think they could have went up a whole lot more had he got more reps, but this is the game where Chase Young and Bosa get a ton of reps. The Buckeye bookends. Um, Chase Young is my man on defensive for this game, and Ayuk's my guy on offense. Oh, you know, I'll go. So on offense, yeah, go. I'm going to go Kittle. I'm going to go Kittle. I think we have to freaking beat the Ravens defense over the middle. I think Kittle needs to be the guy. I think he needs he, he's going to have over 100 yards and two touchdowns in this game. I think he's going to be a monster. I think this is his game to to come out and just kick ass. Um, I think they're because their linebackers are really really good at coming up stuff in the run. They're not as good in coverage. Like I don't think they can cover him. I think he's mm -hmm. going to be an absolute mismatch on their linebackers. Even if they try to put a safety on him, Kyle Hamilton, it's still a mismatch. I I just think it's he, it's going to be his game, and I and I love it because I love Purdy loves to be able to throw it in the middle and I. I think there's going to be times for that, mm -hmm. especially, especially when play action hits. Because as soon as he hits that play action, those linebackers are going to do boom, dude. They're going to be cheating up to try to come stop that run because it's what they do. And I really, really think we're going to make them pay over the middle with Kittle. And on defense, I'm going to go Fred Warner because I think he's going to be the guy to use in coverage against Lamar to 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 confuse Lamar and. Uh, I think he's he's going to have a pick in this game, and and, and it's going to come in a crucial time in the game. I think, I think, um, freaking, he's going to be flying all over the field, making all kinds of tackles, and he's going to be killing it in the pass game. So, my next factor. All right, uh, for you going to do a score prediction or no? Yeah, that's okay. No, okay. So, um. I'm a, for offense. I'm gonna say uh, I think this is the game Ayuk goes off because uh, he's been kind of quiet the past couple weeks. And then um, I'm also gonna go for defense. I'm gonna go with uh, Mooney Ward. I say he gets another pick six. Oh shit, Mooney Ward, man. Been he's been playing. That. He's been playing phenomenal lately. So don't be surprised if he gets either just a pick or a pick six. They're gonna. So, he's gonna be on OBJ. I think there's gonna be a couple of times that Lamar's gonna try to force it to OBJ, and then I think Mooney's gonna mm -hmm. benefit from it. Yeah, I agree. Sure. So we're gonna see. And then I mean, I said on Bashar's show with uh, Raj. Um, I'll say thirty-one twenty-one uh, Niners. So okay. yeah, uh, I think that's gonna do it for us, guys. Uh, I. I'm going to try my best to stream the game 
but with the scoreboard and then KMBR's broadcast in the background, like I did last week. Um, so for those of you watching, keep an eye out for that. I know a lot of people, uh, sometimes they can't get the game. So listening to KMBR and watching the scoreboard helps them out. And uh, I'll be in the chat, you know, talking to you guys too as well. So be on the lookout for that. And then we'll be back for a post-game show uh, probably Tuesday or Wednesday or something. We'll figure it out. But, yeah. Um, until next time, guys, go Niners. Have a Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. Happy New Year. And stay safe. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Peace. Merry Christmas. Go Niners. Later, guys. Beat the Raiders. Go Niners. Let's go. <laughs>